Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Homology Podcast, a weekly conversation with your HVAC team here at Vertex Mechanical. We hope you'll laugh with us, maybe learn something new, and be inspired. Okay, no, no stopping now. We're already <laughs> recording. <laughs> well, we gotta stay focused. Hello, hello. <laughs> welcome back to the Homology Podcast. It's almost a new year, actually. How about that? Oh my goodness! Who'd have thunk it that we'd have flown through the winter, the fall into the winter here so quickly? So quick, yeah. And uh, we've had a great time sharing with each of you who've been able to watch and listen, and um, as we've been in this season two of the Homology Podcast. Welcome back, Vince. So Thank glad. you, Josh. <laughs> We had to switch the roles one of these times. You need one to be the times, host and, and introduce. <laughs> there you go. And then I'll be stuck with like a yeah, like the like, whole what the. Well, thank you, yeah. Vince. I'm so glad to be here. <laughs> um, but we we have a really interesting topic of discussion here today, which is around um, HVAC trends. Which um, before you tune out on that and think like I don't care about HVAC trends, it really isn't um, so much about like you know trending and popularity as much as it is the technology and the things that um, you're beginning to see. And there's one particular topic that we're going to discuss that does have some significant relevance because um, one of the things when you talk about trends might not be again about popularity, but it's about um, fuel sources. Yeah, and that that is actually a, kind of an HVAC trend in that um, fuel sources, you know, ebb and flow as in regards to economic stability. Yeah, I would say that's the number one. I mean, right. there's that there's the thing that drives the trends. Right, no question. So let's talk a little bit about that in particular here, Vince, because we've seen obviously um, improvements in HVAC efficiencies, yep. um, but in some regards, the HVAC um, fuel sources have not changed dramatically, although there have been um, the introduction of, of geothermal in the last, you know, four decades or so that yeah. have made a significant impact. But talk a little bit about what you're seeing here as it relates to um, fuel and how that impacts uh, the HVAC industry. Sure. Well, so I would, let's start with oil. Uh, oil yeah. in our area here is very popular. Um, uh, there's a lot Why of is that, by the way? Well, I think it's just because that's where we started. Yeah. I mean, I think when you would go back, you go back 40, 50 years, people would be able to buy fuel for, you know, 10, 15 cents a gallon. You just sure. can't beat that. And that was by far the uh, the most effective way of heating a space yeah. um, you know but but uh, the thing is now here we are you know those systems are coming you know sometimes on their second third life cycle <laughs> and as they come to this last end we're not obviously at 15 cents a gallon anymore no. so um, and so it's making a lot of people rethink that a little bit and looking at their options yeah. so fuel is definitely a driver um, oil um, is one that is it's going away. It's been going away for the last 10, 10 12 years. Sure. I mean, it's uh, since 2008. I think 2008, we saw a nasty spike that winter uh, here locally. I mean, it was up to like four, four fifty a gallon, mm -hmm. which I know for some parts of the you know, United States, that's not a big deal. But for here, yeah. when you're used to paying 65 cents, 85 cents a gallon, right. $4 is pretty hefty. It was a big deal. So uh, that's on the back. I mean, that's still on everybody's mind. Anybody that's burning oil yet? That yeah. still is a very recent memory, yeah. um, even though I'm it was sure. that long ago. So, and what's been the primary thing that's replaced that? Yeah, so that's where you know people would be looking to us for really options. Uh, you know, what what was a good is a good way to, to change, and every home is different, and that's what makes you know what we do kind of unique in the fact that uh, we can walk into you know two different houses that are both burning the exact same thing, mm -hmm. and I may have two different very different outcomes that's or recommendations point. for them uh, depending on what we're seeing. So and, and depending 
depending on what fuel source might be available. Correct. In that area as well. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there, uh, there there was a period there where the geothermal uh, there was there was a there was a rush. Uh, from the oil people to geothermal because they were sick of paying the high utility costs. Yeah, sure. And they wanted to go to something where they didn't have to worry about it anymore. And mm-hmm. so uh, that was uh, there for a period of time. There's a few years there where we just did one geothermal after the next in homes that are you know, 15, 20, 30 years old, yeah. some up to 100 years old. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that uh, that's a, um, a little bit of a feat right. uh, to create that, but it's very doable sure. um, if you keep a... <laughs> If we, as the uh, installers, keep an open mind yeah. as to what we're doing there, um, but let's, so that's been kind of a trend. Yeah, let's let's just talk about geothermal for a minute sure. because um, you know I can remember when a number of years ago geothermal was just it was cutting edge technology, mm-hmm. um, and of course anytime there is that there's going to be a competition rush to create an alternative technology right. and, and that of course it might be uh, the efficiency of the heat pump system but um, vertex has stood out amongst many other uh, companies all along the east coast really as um, an exceptional um, geothermal installing company and service team and so uh, vince you can you've seen the growth of that and, and many people might say well with the technology around heat pumps like is geothermal still a real viable option sure and i know that you feel like it is uh, share a little bit about that why is geothermal still a good option so let's let's back up just a little bit on sure. that question because i would say that geothermal becomes a very viable option when we see high utility costs right. so we're Which in we that right we're, now. yeah we're oh. in that that stage again where we're starting to see utility prices go up significantly and so people are. are really paying attention to it and that extra investment that is in, involved with is which is generally the borehole drilling right. uh, to get everything done um, is all of a sudden being considered right. um, and so yeah, that's that's really the biggest thing about it. The, the thing about geothermal technology is this: is that it's really nothing special. Um, it's it's not uh, the heat pump when that was invented mm-hmm. was really that technology just kept on enhancing, 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 and right. still is to this day. Right. The geothermal is nothing more than taking that technology, which sure. is already proven and true. That's right. And just giving it a consistent medium, which is the ground, right. instead of outside air temperature. Right. Uh, so normally heat pumps, if it's cold outside, there's less heat in that air for right. it to extract. Therefore, yep. it's less efficient. We have you know geothermal, it's 55 degree ground temperature here yeah. in Pennsylvania on a consistent basis. So it's right. like running a heat pump on a 55 degree day all the time yeah. and making that, that very, very comfortable heat um, and very efficient. That's right. So that's been, um, th- that's the thing that's kind of nice about the technology is it's not really all that new. It's just using a different medium. Yeah. Um, and, and the other thing about what, what makes geothermal really viable, mm-hmm. um, obviously upfront cost. Let's talk about that sure. for a second. This, because That's got a little <laughs> bit of a sticker shock to it for anybody that's initially yes. looking into it. And they're like, oh my goodness, like that's just way more than I thought the initial investment would be. Correct. Um, but you can share a little bit about that. Yeah, so right now we're actually working with a tax credit uh, that actually helps really offset those drilling costs. Uh, but that is the big thing about right. it. Sure I mean, it when it comes to the equipment itself, it's really not that much more expensive than a conventional yep. uh, high-end system. Right. So you really, the, it's the drilling costs, the having you know having to rebuild your front yard or whatever we're sure. you know, wherever we're drilling. Um, you know yep. that that does mess up things a little bit. But yep. you know we all of a sudden pull everything back together, reseed, and the next summer you don't even know what that's happened. That's right. Um, but the thing that's really cool about geo, there's two things. Number one. That initial sticker sticker shock mm-hmm. that happens one time, right? Because sure. 
the other thing about geo is that it's going to have almost twice the life cycle of a conventional heat pump. Right, and I think that's a really important distinction that that few people um, don't connect the dots with initially. Is well, this is so much more expensive than this system here, but the longevity of it is not comparable. That's correct, and and really, it has nothing to do. I mean, it's just very simple. A conventional system has an outdoor unit. It's that's in right. the weather. It's yeah. dealing with defrost. It's the abuse got to do of all it these is things. significant. Absolutely, and that's the only difference. Yeah. Uh, when you put the all of a sudden unit down. Down in the basement, it's out of the out of the elements. That's right. Um, and the other thing is, it doesn't have to go into a defrost. Defrost right. is where it actually, in the middle of winter, it's switching to air conditioning to thaw the inside coil out, yeah. or do whatever. Or I'm sorry, to thaw the outdoor coil out. And and that's just really really hard on. It's a necessary part of the sure equation. Yeah. But it has to happen. But it hurts but geo, the we don't yeah, do that. That's right. And so for that alone, I mean, you, where the average life cycle of a, a conventional system right now is 12 years, right. geo is right around 18 to 20. Yeah. So if you're going to be in your house for a long time, your geo is going to pay for itself in the first five to seven years. Yep. And then the rest of it's all money on the table. That's right. And then when it comes to replacement 20 years from now, yeah. guess what? That field is out there forever. That's right. You're not boreholing nope, it. No, you don't have to do it again. You're just replacing yeah. a piece of equipment. So that investment is gone, it's that's paid right. for, and it lives with that house the rest of its life. Yeah. And that's a good word to use. Just, I mean, I, I know we don't often think of disposable items as investments. <laughs> and in some regards, even some of the you know commodities that we put in our homes are disposable. Uh, but in this case, you're talking about an investment in, again, the, the quality of comfort, but also an investment in, again, the longevity of the system and stability and efficiency. Um, and and so I appreciate that that's an approach that you can you can take with a geo system. And I would encourage you if you're considering, hey, it's soon time for me to consider a change in my system. Which we actually talked about that a number of uh, weeks ago in our um, podcast around um, when is it time to replace um, a system. Yeah. You know, don't rule out the opportunity to look at a geothermal system, especially with rising fuel costs, which I don't think are going down anytime soon right and and you know that's a great point you bring up i mean i think people just figure that that oh i have a heat pump now i got to stay with a heat pump when it comes time to replacing that system in your home yeah you the, the options are endless that's right don't be sure. at the, in, in fact that is the time yeah. <laughs> don't don't regret it two years from right. now after you just put the heat pump in and realize oh man i could have did a gas furnace i could have did a geothermal i could have yeah. did something different yep. that worked better for this house than it did 20 right. years ago when they did this first system yeah. at the very least please don't hesitate to ask <laughs> us the question is this a viable option yeah. you know at the very least don't rule something out until someone from our team has been able to spend some time looking at it and seeing through the the best solution and we do know i want to just you know give credit to Vince and the team because without question when you go into a home uh, for an evaluation you legitimately ask yourself what's the best solution without any prior commitment to it I really want it to be x right um, no there's just such a level of integrity we want what's best for this home for this space even for this you know geography and the climate and hey they're getting beat by wind all the time and there's some different ways to approach it so I really appreciate that as well yeah. and you know and geo isn't it for everyone yeah, I mean, there's been there's been many times where we walk in and they actually are inquiring about you. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a, hey, we'd sure. really like to go this route. You know, we have the money available. We'd like to do this, and when we look at it, it's like you know, this isn't a great fit. Yeah, and and it's a it's so it's not a matter of. Um, you know, trying to fit it in, shall sure. we say. It, it is a matter of really walking into a house. And you know, I'd say this is something that my industry struggles with. It's the ability to walk in 
and go in with an open mind and make sure. the recommendations that the customer needs, not just shoehorn in with, hey, the guy before me um, yeah. was, an, uh, yeah, he, he was point, quoting means. this, right. and the customer thinks they want this, and that's all fine. You gotta hear all that and look at that, but I think it's more important than yeah. to make sure you have an open book and at least throw the ideas out there because I think most customers want to hear what yeah. their options are. They don't want to say, they don't want somebody making yeah. the decision for them. It's that's their right. House. That's right. And so. I, I I know that to me sounds like almost like a well yeah doesn't every company want to provide that and the answer is no. No. Um, and so that's something that you value even you value you know being heard and 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 processing through actually is best. And there is no better solution than calling Vertex and talking about it. Really, there isn't. Um, as far as trends go, we kind of went where we started the conversation. Um, one trend is obviously towards continual um, improvements on the technological connectivity yep. of systems and the smart home. So we're not going to get into that today nope. because we just talked about that a few weeks ago. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so but this is just kind of a plug. If you didn't hear that one on uh, smart thermostats, that's one example of smart technology. Vince, any last thoughts on uh, trends within the industry or trends for homeowners that they should be aware of? You know, the trends are something that does continue to change. The, the biggest trend I see happening, um, and it's both in heating and air conditioning, is two-stage equipment. Ah, very and, good. Yeah. and the reason is, is be, and that doesn't that could be a geothermal, that could be a heat pump, it could right. be AC, it could be gas furnace. Yeah. Uh, but two-stage equipment um, is the, the thing that makes those so incredibly special is, number one, they are more efficient. Let's start with that. Mm -hmm. But the thing is about comfort. Comfort is 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 considerably higher on a two-stage piece yeah. of equipment because your unit is sized for the worst case scenario. So we are going to size here in Pennsylvania, we're gonna size for an eight degree day for your furnace. Mm -hmm. Well, how many times are we actually at eight degrees? Yeah, only a few through the winter. That's right. Yeah. How many times are we at 30 degrees? A lot. Yes. Yeah. So, so what's nice about a two-stage unit is in most times it'll stay in that first stage, it's right. the most efficient state. Sure. And what that means is the unit runs longer with right. a smaller flame. And what that means is heat's constantly pumping out at a slower rate, sure. which makes the whole house feel more comfortable. And we actually just discussed this on the last Stump the Yunt when we said, is bigger always better? Uh, and I remember Nate, right. was, Nate was talking a lot about, you know, sometimes solution is not bigger, but it's just the right size in a two-stage unit, Correct. which is going to be more uh, efficient than this. He, he called it, you know, he used a word about a cycle. Mm -hmm. What was that word? Yeah, so it's a, so a cycle is when the unit comes on and turns off, right, and then comes back on again. Right. So we hate cycles, right, because every single time it does that, that's one less time it's going to start. You know, so yeah, right. sooner or later, sooner or later, it's not going to start when <laughs> that, it's being demanded. That's right. So yeah. long run times is also the equivalent of a car that's on a highway versus a car that's in town. Yeah, Burns right. less fuel, a lot less wear and that's tear. That's great. Yeah. So, so listen to that podcast. Also, we just gave you two more to listen to smart thermostats <laughs> and the last stump the yunt on, but that was really good, uh, yeah. helpful uh, feedback there events on two stage equipment. Yeah. So we covered a number of interesting things today. As always, if you have questions, you can reach out to us at contact at vertexmechanical.com. We'll be sure that Vince gets some of those questions and can answer them for you or some of our other team members. But thank you for joining us here. I think this is the last this is the last one of the year and we got some New Year's things coming up here, which we're excited to share about 2022 and what's ahead. So thanks for joining us this year. Vince, thanks always for sharing your wisdom with us. Absolutely. Have a great day. Hey, thanks again for joining us today. As always, we hope you enjoyed your time with us and you'll return again next week. And if you need to get a hold of us, just visit vertex-mechanical.com to call or email.